0: Welcome back. On this episode, I'd like to answer the question, why should I become a Christian? Christians are just a bunch of hypocrites. The word hypocrite comes from the Greek language. Originally, it meant one who answers. It later evolved into statement and answer, and eventually it came to represent the dialogue of the stage. And Eventually, it evolved into the word that was used for an actor. By the time of Jesus and his apostles, the word hypocrite had taken on a a very negative connotation. It came to mean an actor in the worst sense of the term, a pretender, one who acts a part, one who wears a mask to cover his true feelings, one who puts on an external show while inwardly his thoughts and feelings are very different. So when we talk about hypocrisy, we're talking about people who are acting. They are playing a part. They are pretending to be one way, while the truth, while reality, is much different. Hypocrisy was a huge focal point for Jesus during his ministry. In the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus warns us about being hypocritical in our giving, in our praying, and in our fasting. There was a tendency in Jesus' day to show one's piety by being uh, very grand in these religious gestures. Jesus warns us against this and makes this one of his most important missions, to warn his disciples about the hypocrisy that was plaguing first-century Judaism. In Matthew chapter 23, verse 3, he speaks very plainly to his audience. He says, Don't be like the Pharisees and scribes. Do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. In Jesus' estimation, these men were the very epitome of hypocrisy. The reason why Jesus spoke so strongly against hypocrisy because it was not only a sin, it was a sin that affected the outsider's perspective of God's people. Strict religious observation can lead to an hypocrisy which is off-putting, which is alienating, which disgusts people who are watching it from the outside. This is Paul's concern in Romans chapter 2. In verse 1, he says, "'You therefore have no excuse, you who pass judgment on someone else.'" For at whatever point you judge another, you are condemning yourself, because you who pass judgment do the same things. This is the very definition of hypocrisy, a person who condemns others while practicing the same sin and believing that while they're practicing that sin, they are fully justified to do so. And this hypocrisy can cast reproach upon God's people and upon God himself. Later in that second chapter of Romans, in verses 23 and 24, Paul says, You who boast in the law, do you dishonor God by breaking the law? As it is written, God's name is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. Bragging about how righteous you are while deliberately and knowingly disobeying God's commands disgusts other people. It leads them to blaspheme God. So the sin of hypocrisy was a real concern for Jesus and his apostles, not just because it was a sin for the people who committed it, but also because of how it affected the church, how it affected the outsider's perception of the church. It could hinder people from coming to the Lord. So it is unfortunate that hypocrisy is an issue, that you do find examples of hypocrisy in the church. Jesus taught against it for this very reason, and it's easy to see why people are disgusted by it and why sometimes people find it difficult to become a Christian because of it. However, I'd like for you to think about something. What you see in Christians may not be hypocrisy. And I'm not trying to play tricks or trying to play spiritual sleight of hand with you, I just want you to think about a different perspective. It's been my observation that people are a little too quick to rush to judgment, to accuse Christians of hypocrisy without taking a moment to consider a couple of important factors. The struggle with sin does not stop when a person becomes a Christian. Temptations do not disappear. They continue to be appealing. And Christians, sometimes in our weakness, we give in. In my experience, sincere Christians see themselves as a work in progress. They do not see themselves as perfect, far from it, but they are trying to live the right way. From time to time you may see a Christian sin, but that does not necessarily make that Christian a hypocrite. Remember, hypocrisy means to put on an act, to play a part, to pretend to be perfect or religious, when the reality is the exact opposite. The people I know who take their faith seriously freely acknowledge their foibles. They acknowledge their shortcomings. They know their weaknesses. They see their sins, and they're honest about all of those things. This does not make them hypocrites. It means they're human. So it's incumbent upon Christians to be forthright to be forthright about who they are, who they were, and what their struggles are. One of the things that I admire about the Apostle Paul is he was very honest about who he was prior to coming to Christ. Paul was pretty tough on people. When you read Paul's letters, you can see that Paul had a high standard, and he expected Christians to live up to that standard. It's the standard that was revealed to him by Jesus Christ and Jesus himself, said some pretty tough things. But one of the things I admire about Paul, and one of the reasons why it, it's easier to listen to Paul is because he freely acknowledged who he was before he came to Christ. To Timothy in first Timothy chapter one, verses twelve through fourteen, Paul says this And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has enabled me, because he counted me faithful putting me into the ministry Although I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an insolent man, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. This sort of honesty is sorely needed among Christians. And my fellow Christians, if we're honest like this with people, this will help correct some of the misperceptions of hypocrisy that the outsider sees in the church. And the other thing that I think will help the outsider to better understand the church is that Christians are urged to be honest about their own failings. Another apostle, the apostle John, in 1 John chapter 1 verses 8 through 10 says... If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar, and His Word is not in us. Sincere, genuine Christians do not claim to be perfect. If they claim to be perfect, they are making Jesus Christ a liar, That's what John says. If we say that we have no sin, we make him a liar, and the truth is not in us. So please understand Christians, genuine, authentic Christians, recognize their failings. They know where they've been, they know what they've been rescued from. They'll be honest about their own sins. So before you jump to conclusions and call your Christian neighbors hypocrites, I would urge you to remember that sins do not necessarily make Christians hypocrites. In some cases, maybe we are hypocrites. Or maybe we're just human. One last thing I'd like for you to consider. In Matthew chapter 7, verses 3-5, through 5, Jesus teaches one of his most humbling principles. He says, And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, Let me remove the speck from your eye, and look, a plank is in your own eye? Hypocrite. First remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So here we have two people with two problems. One has a plank in their eye, which is a rather large problem and the other has a very small problem, a speck. The issue is not that they both have problems or how big or small their problems are. The issue is that the person with the plank in his eye has a big problem, but he tries to fix his brother, who has a very small problem. So he ignores the big problem in his life, in order to fix his brother, who's got the very small problem in his life. According to Jesus, who's the hypocrite in this scenario? Now remember, hypocrisy means an actor playing a part, pretending to be one way, when the reality is much different. Who's the one who's pretending he's okay while ignoring his real condition? Maybe it is the Christians you have encountered, and maybe you're right to be turned off by their hypocrisy. But what if those Christians are honest about their own failings? Does that make them hypocrites? Are they pretenders with the planks in their eyes? So who's the one pretending he's okay? Now, we might be tempted to think, well, I'm not a hypocrite. I'm not claiming to be a Christian. I live the way I want. I'm true to myself. I'm not claiming to be perfect. Fair enough. But the hypocrisy Jesus identifies and condemns are people with problems spending their time criticizing others instead of getting their own lives together. And here's something else to notice. The person who removes the plank from his eye helps the other person remove the speck. Jesus doesn't say, remove the plank so that you can call everyone who is less perfect than you a hypocrite. Jesus says, fix yourself so that you can help someone else. Basically, what Jesus is saying is, get your own house in order before you criticize the world. And instead of criticizing the world, why don't you help other people who've got problems? So as I draw this to a close, I'd just like to say that in 15 years of doing this work, I've heard a lot of different reasons why people aren't Christians. And I have to confess that when someone says, I'm not a Christian because Christians are hypocrites, Most of the time, that just sounds like an excuse to me. Again, I'm not denying that hypocrisy is a problem in the church, and I'm not denying that hypocrisy in the church has prevented some people from coming to the Lord. But more often than not, it seems like people use this excuse as a way of not dealing with the planks in their own eyes. At the end of the day, we're all broken, Paul says in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We're all sinners. The main difference between Christians and non-Christians is not perfect versus imperfect. It's forgiven versus unforgiven. None of us can save our own skins. All of us need Jesus Christ. And we will all stand before His judgment seat one day to give an account for our life. Please don't allow the imperfections you see in Christians, please don't allow those imperfections to stand in the way of having a relationship with Jesus Christ. Your soul is too important. Eternity is too long. Don't let other people stand in the way of coming to a saving faith, of obeying Jesus Christ and knowing Him, of Him becoming your Lord and Savior. Thanks for listening to the Gospel Saves podcast. If you found this program useful, please visit thegospelsaves.me to find blogs, videos, and Bible studies. If you enjoyed the music on this podcast, please visit acapeldridge.com. You can also find Acapeldridge on Apple Music, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Facebook. May God bless you as you seek to know His perfect will.